Hello and welcome to the Spa Speakers podcast, an intermittent podcast series which explores the events and happy stance and ruminations of Spa Speakers, a Toastmasters club based in Warwickshire. Welcome. And in today's episode, episode seven of series one, we are going to explore the the trials and tribulations, uh, the opportunities that are afforded by taking on a club officer role. At the end of this month, the existing committee will be succeeded by a new uh, committee, which will have 12 months to run the operations and manage this and steer spa speakers into 2021. And to help me explore the opportunities that are lent by taking on a club officer role and to explore the pros and cons of a Toastmasters club officer role. I have here with me Andy Dixon, our Sergeant at Arms of Spa Speakers. Hello, Andy. Hello, Sonny. It was a pleasure to be with you. Just like old times, isn't it? At, uh... Irrespective of the pandemic, the podcast series still continues apace. I know. Good to, yeah, make make the most of our, our lockdown time, and it gives me something meaningful to do um, on a on a Sunday afternoon. And, and meaningful is very much, I think, the the lodestone, the the thematic theme that that we will be talking about in today's episode about club officer roles. So let's begin with your experience as Sergeant Arms. So just to remind our listeners at the moment in this current committee year of 2019-2020, the Toastmasters year runs from June to June. Uh, I am the current incumbent as club president and Andy is our current Sergeant at Arms. So, Andy, um, if I just ask you about your experience of, of sergeant at arms, so you had, so you had a bit of experience priorhand, in so much as Paul, our previous sergeant at arms, you did quite a bit of work in in helping him as a kind of as an assistant. With the role itself as sergeant at arms, just describe for me the nuts and bolts of of the of the role. Right, Sergeant at Arms, the basic responsibility is to set up the room and store the resources needed for the meetings we have on each occasion. Uh, so it involves getting to the meeting venue um, early and, and I've been carrying the resources in my car and, yes, yeah, setting it all up. That That's the the, the, the basics of it. And... Uh, I, I would add, you know, it, it, I've got better at doing it o- over time. But um, you've mentioned Paul. Paul was the, the previous sergeant arms and he gave me a really good handover and outline of how it should be done. So I, I didn't feel I was sort of thrown into it. I I, I had a, 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 a almost a list and a checklist of what I needed to do and how to do it. So um, it felt manageable when I, I did take it on. That's a very good point in in that far from it the case of that we would just merely drop a new officer into the into the um, into the ocean 
and say, <laughs> and say yes, fine, go and swim. Ta ta. Any problems? Give me a ring. It's uh, yeah, it's it, more likely there will be a handover, and certainly for most of our club officer roles, there's often a yeah. handover manual that that exists for for many of the roles, and actually for some of our roles, we have fancy policy strategy mm. documents with lots of tables and pie graphs and whatnot. To, to, but it, fundamentally, it comes down to, I think, for any club officer role, it's, there's a sense of a sense of lineage uh, in that it's a little bit like a, uh, I don't know, like, um, like a relay race that the, the current incumbent will hand over and there'll be a few weeks of an overlap where you're trained up, guided, modelled, on, on how to perform the role and then you you're you're on your kind of you're on your own hmm yes and you you, you find your way it, uh, uh, you know gradually you you sort of find the way into the role and initially perhaps using the guidance from the the, the previous person to um get going but then really make it make it your own and and find how you want to do it what you think works best in the role and get in people's views as you go so that's a really good point that that you've made there that there is scope for for self-expression in so much as there is certain prescriptions that are are prescribed by by all the roles by Toastmasters International Mm. certain guidelines that in actuality you would find at any Toastmasters club the, the core duties of each single role are very similar. And that's as much as saying that any of these club officer roles are functional uh, officers. That said, there is still an element of self, you know, of being able to make the role your own and to express your personality through, through the role. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm, in, in full agreement and I think ac- across the the whole of the committee people will have different reasons for for getting into the role in the first place and finding you know perhaps not what they expected um not not sort of bad things but positive things that emerge from from doing the role that they discover about themselves or about the relationships they make within the committee and and the, and the club and how they feel about the the, the year after that I mean, when I, when I started as sergeant in arms, I I I thought about how I wanted to give back to the club. I I thought about uh, I, I I I felt some guilt in a way about how much I'd um, received from Toastmasters over the years, and um, I wanted to really contribute. But I was at the same time concerned. I've got three small kids at home, um, a, a, a wife who's not so keen about me going out every week to Toastmasters. And I thought about, well, well you know, what would be a, a, a role that I, that I practically can do so I can, re- so I can contribute, give back. And how can I fit it in? Um, how can I sort of manage the time commitment? And so with the Sergeant at Arms role, I thought, well, I can a lot of this I can do on the night. So I've already, my, my wife, for instance, knows I'm, I'm going to Toastmasters. I can get all the stuff with me. I arrive a little bit early. A lot of my contribution is there on that night. And and that has really worked for me over the past um, past year. I, I, I can do it and it feels good. It's an actuality through regular practice. Much of, 
akin to actually a speech um, practice. You've, you've found your way to develop shortcuts and become more efficient in the role and for the role to be more, to become containable. I know that looking back at my own experiences, VP last year and president mm. this year, you know, those are roles which very much, as opposed to the sergeant arms role, they exist in the background. You're always kind of on, there's a, a continual supply of tasks and requirements that come through uh, in the background for those mm. respective roles. But, and, you know, beginning of each of those roles, it, it can feel so overwhelming just to master the, the systems that, that, that need to, to operate to, to run the club like easy speak and the back end of easy speak um, looking at the policies and strategies that toastmasters cascade down and and, and, and initially you think bloody blooming hell but, um how am i what, how am i going to find time to fit this all in and it, it, it is mm. a steep learning curve in the first two months but after a while i i certainly found that you get to a point of cruising altitude that it, it becomes much more automated. It becomes almost like second nature. And that's just through regularity mm. of just performing the role. Yes, it's not so new and you can, it's, it feels more comfortable, I'm, I'm assuming. Mm. Which is why in some ways it's quite advantageous for spa speakers that all of our club officer roles are of 12 months duration. Our other Toastmaster clubs, they respect, the Toastmaster year and a half, where club officers will just perform the role for six months. Mm. And in actuality, it is possible for for an incumbent to extend from 12 months to 24 months if, if there is no, you know, um, uh, no contest for that particular role. Mm. The yeah. only exception being president. I mean, I as president cannot run again for president. I, I automatically revert to the immediate past president honorary consultancy hmm. on the golf course type, type <laughs> role. Um, yeah. And, and so thinking about meaning and, and, and it struck me, hmm. I was thinking about the philosopher Anna Arendt and she talks about how, well, she talked about how the, the good life, the inactive life, which, you know, the Vita Activa, uh, as the former for the good life, which comprises of the components of labour, work and action. And labour is just merely you know, toiling away, um, bringing bed to the table. But it's it's that idea of work which gives us some collective meaning where we strive almost to extend beyond ourselves to produce something that we can put into the world and, and leave in the world and actually just seemingly sort of make the world a, a better place. Now, um, as common for many of these philosophers, you know, the, the idea of producing something that makes the world better typically often is an, an idea based around building and making crafting furniture, like you know, building a table, building a house, writing a book, um, uh, knitting a rug, but I, I, I do wonder whether in some ways this formula that um, our end uh, touched upon can be extended to a Toastmasters club, that in some fashion a club officer role can 
can make life a little bit better for the, the club members. Yeah, mm. I thoroughly agree. And yeah, we, it's hard to tell what um, impact on the, the wide world we would have from one role, but certainly as a club, you, you start to notice a difference and you know people comment on it or if they really appreciate something you've done or a change that's made or it, it yeah you, you you're you you are impacting and and that part of the work is is benefiting the club the community you know the and so I, yeah I, I can see how that that applies I guess in some sense it, it touches upon the idea of that concept of pass it, pass it forward or pay it forward. Um, that generosity, yes. an act of benevolence, um, an act of um, of kindness, uh, has an exponential impact that is likely to to then beget further acts of kindness. That um, a sense of giving in one location will invariably bring about a multitude of acts of generosity mm. yeah I, I, and I'd agree and I, I I think probably when I first took a step into um, the committee it was with much more sort of mixed feelings so you know some um, you know, there's there some guilt there and I uh, I was unsure you know am I taking on too much um, by doing it but a year on, I, you know, almost, I have absolutely no regrets and I'm thinking about the next year and how I can contribute to the committee and certainly that being able to contribute and do, um, sort of take on one of the roles, I feel really good about it. I, I feel, um, uh, it, 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 yeah, it, it, um, it makes me feel great that I, I can, I, I can help the club and I, I feel proud of that. I, I'll probably also say with um, you know everyone will be different coming into and looking at the committee and I do think you know, it's worth having an open mind about it just look well you know could I um, invest in one of these roles invest myself and to, you know to, to look at them to ask questions to you know do, yeah to, to consider it and my, my view is that we, we all have different values and aspirations at any one time. And could the committee help with that, you know, taking on a committee role? So if there is, if, if we have a, an aspiration about sort of leadership or it might, we want to strengthen our leadership skills, or it might be about our ability to, to be generous and to give to others and, and feel that sense of contribution um, in a community so it could be different values and different aspirations but certainly to consider that because I, I found that like if you imagine someone in a, a sports team might decide at some point to coach the younger players in the team um, taking on a different role different responsibility or, or to to sort of collect the kit up and, and wash the kit it it um it, it can have lasting impact on on that club. It, yeah, it, it, I guess in, in many ways it sews the fabric, it stitches together the club. It um, and that yeah, if we say, say for example we we stick with the analogy of, of a football club, and you've got the football manager, mm. you've got the players, and, yeah, but but none of that can happen without 
the the ball boys or, or the ball girls or yeah. the, um, yes or, or the um, the locker room uh, support team uh, yeah the the, uh, the kick the uh, kit keepers yes yeah the grounds people all of those elements and, and and yes albeit they'll all be on different pay scales that um you know they'll be probably like you know 15 15 grounds people that equate to one pogba it um it, uh, <laughs> but nonetheless all of those components have to come together to make you know, a football match happen it um you know be mm. it man united and man city or be it leamington town versus i don't know salvum but uh yeah no that's making me chuckle and it just makes it, yeah with in terms of the the different salaries that people in clubs um you know get depending on what role it is the, the beauty in toastmasters in these volunteer roles is that the rewards are not in money they come in um in many other ways which would be really personal meaningful to each individual person you either help change within the club or or the the feeling that that person doing the role gets um and for me it's yeah the satisfaction of knowing i i i take the boxes every week and 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 set up the room that um people will be using the resource resources to have a really good meeting and to know that i've i've helped put that together um that, that gives me a lot of satisfaction. It, it gives you a sense of purpose, and, and I think also it gives yeah. you credits of, of endorphins. And, and you, mm. you're quite right that, that everybody will have their own agenda, uh, so to speak, as, as when they will take on a club yeah. officer role. There'll be those who'll be looking very much at a club officer role as a way to supplement their, their CV or resume, uh, yeah. skill, particular skills that they may not necessarily yeah. want to cover in their everyday job. Which can could then well lead to promotion. Uh, I mean, from the Toastmasters' view of points, uh, there um, there was this notion that the club officer role provided a practical way to implement the values of Toastmasters. Uh, quite interesting enough. I mean, and, and in the old legacy projects, the it was almost well you couldn't effectively go beyond CC or CL without taking on a club officer role. And that becomes less overt with the pathways. So in some ways, mm. on spec, there's actually less of, a, of an impetus to take on a club officer role. But what we're looking at here is that, in actuality, if we look beyond the remit of Toastmasters, this is pure and simple as a way of, of investing in a community, um, finding a purpose... Um, that um, that in, in a in a fashion possibly grounds us, gives us some anchorage, it gives us some sense of meaning. Mm. And when everything out there is so transitory, it, and certainly at this moment in time, very much transitory. It, um, in this state of the, of the pandemic years, about the pandemic era, mm. there may well be great power to be derived from taking on a club officer role, it, um, which can give you that consistency through through such a time of turbulence yes yeah like you say certainty and and some something definite and which yeah that that's why yeah put 
put yourself forward for for a role, or or, or if if someone's got questions about um, putting themselves forward, to, to find out more about it and you know get some feedback to to, to cross check. You know, do you, do you think I'm suitable for this? You know, this is the the time I've got available. This is um my my experience, or or to say I've got no experience in this, but um I think I could. Um, I, I could try and learn from this and, and develop a, you know, a, another skill. And I think, yeah, all, all those areas are valid. You mentioned about the, um, the, the, the benefits in the workplace or that, that immediate um, leadership um, sort of comparison where if, if someone performs a certain role, like in um, the role you've been in president or a, uh, uh, perhaps one of the public relations roles, how that could apply to you know, really sort of transport that into the workplace. And I imagine that so many people who ha- have had that uh, benefit where they've noticed they've had a promotion or uh, been able to take on an area of work with much more confidence. Yeah, I think very much so. And I think it's certainly looking at my role as president and as VP, they have provided concrete examples to mention in... Um, you know, in in interviews, it um, so often interviews mm. will explore um, um, they'll explore employability skills and qualities, but they they will want robust examples to substantiate those those qualities. And for many of us, you know, our everyday nine to five may not necessarily give us enough of that evidential support. Um, looking at the role of president, I'm. I would certainly, and I, still, and I would hasten to add, I still have a long way to go. But I, I would imagine I probably have improved some of my interpersonal skills, certainly my conflict resolution skills, mediation skills, uh, definitely organisation. And I'm not the most organised of people. Uh, it's been a, an opportunity for me to develop uh, strategic thinking, which I haven't really been able to do through my, my working life. So it's immeasurably I you know, have developed mm. a whole slew of, of skills that I can uh, that that have been able to buttress my uh, my well augment my CV. But again, it goes back to this idea: if I was to say, you know, what have I gained out of this year as as president? Mm. I would come back to this idea of duty yeah. that I have fulfilled my duty from from the start to finish. Um, sure that level of input has probably fluctuated over the year but by and large i've stuck it out to the end of the year just like just like mm. you have stuck it out and we've had online yeah. Yeah. we've had the transition to online meetings and we've stuck it out and and that comes from a sense of commitment a sense of compassion for the of mm. the community of the club and uh, also just dedication and, and duty Mm. when we talk about the, the idea of duty mm. what is that kind of what association do you have with the idea of duty well varied really i mean there are sort of in some ways duty sounds a, a burden you know something where um i i have to do something despite perhaps not wanting to do it that said i also find duty um uh a what's I'm struggling for the word, but a um, an honour, you know, an, an honour to be part of, to, to receive 
a duty and to fulfill it, um, it it's more of an honour. Um, uh, so it doesn't feel like a burden. It, it feels that I'm fulfilling yet something which is necessary for a, for a club to run. Um, and I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to do you know a good enough, and I'd, I'd say yeah the the word um, or the phrase good enough sort of delivery of a role because I don't know at times I, I've you know I've had critical thoughts thinking oh, I could have done better here and there, um, or you know sort of compare myself to the I, I know Paul who was um, Sergeant Irons before was very dedicated and thorough and at times I've been rushing and forgotten things but I. I found a way of, of dealing with that and, 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 you know, do, doing an, a good enough job to make, um, make the meetings run, run well and, and be okay with that in myself. And, and, and you're quite right. It, it, there is no ability to performance of duty. I, I mean, very often we will associate duty with militaristic connotations mm. and that has to an extent a, a negative you know, framing of the word duty, but you know the idea of honour, privilege, um, mm. sincerity, uh, being being present through duty. You know, those are all uh, very much tenets of of nobility. That, um, and I think mm. they make us better people. Certainly, that. Um, yes. Yeah, I'd agree. And and I'd also add that if that, that, yeah, whilst there's there's duty and honour. I don't feel people should feel pressured to, um, you know, I think it's worth recognising that we do depend on volunteers, um, you know, to, to the contributions to, to to make the meetings and the club work. However, if someone's not in a place to give that commitment, then then so be it. There shouldn't be, it, is, it should be truly voluntary um, uh, and, and come at a time when they feel able. But I would... That said, challenge people to to look. Well, actually, I I could do this um, and 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 explore it further. Not not commit to it, but at least look in look into it, discuss it, mm. think about it. To to at least contemplate the notion of taking on a club officer role. Mm. And yeah. you are right in mm. that many of us will probably at first hand say, "Oh no, I've not got enough time. I'm too strapped up. You know, working." You know, eight to seven every day and um you know got the family to look after and four acres of land to cultivate and, um, um, <laughs> but as we referred to earlier in our conversation you find tricks and shortcuts to to make the job make yeah the top officer yeah. work and and you never actually got completely on your own it, it, it's a very much I think every club officer role, you're a specialist in your own particular field, but you're not on your own. You've got others who will help you. Say, for example, Sergeant Arms. You, you, you've regularly had people like you. Yes, yeah. Um, Stanis, that, um, mm. people who, who are ordinary members who have um, who come early and uh, help you to get set up, put some of the banners up, put some of the boxes out. and Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and that that yeah, many hands make light work, and and so it, it does feel it feels like you're sort of leading um a team effort um in that sort of specialist area, and like you said, I've I've never felt uh, 
sort of alone with it or that it's um, become too much. Um, and yeah, and you should add yourself to that list of people helping on getting there early and um, and setting oh, up. So uh, that, that's just oh, duty bound. Yeah, thanks. And, uh, contractual it's appreciated uh, likewise, anyway. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure and yeah you know, i think certainly our friendship has very much strengthened through for working together on, on on the committee something i wanted to sort of touch upon earlier i mean we we kind of uh, we looked at the the idea of prior experience and i was thinking back to my time as vp last year and i confess i joined in january 2018 and actually, yeah, I think I'd only done one or two speeches before uh, you know, David started mentioning, mm. oh, yeah, we're thinking that we might you know, nominate you for the committee and this is this is a particular role where it's not too much hard work. And, and, I, and I've got to confess, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. It's, um, and yeah, I got nominated and elected as VPE. And, and actually, actually, if you look at it, I only had about six months in Toastmasters full stop before taking on one of the higher higher ranking mm. Yeah, yeah. So if we look at Toastmasters menu of club officer roles, which uh, you've got sergeant arms, you've got secretary, treasurer, you've got VPR, VPM, VPE and president. And there's a hierarchy there. And to an extent... The positions of, say, president, uh, um, VPE would require some prior knowledge or, or to an, an extent, experience of being in Toastmasters for or, uh, you know, a year or two or, or possibly performing some of the, the entry level roles, which are much more functional, like sergeant arms or treasurer, mm. to for them progressing on to more of the strategic uh, base roles, such as a VPE and and president to the letter that's probably what is recommended by by toastmasters but in actuality for us in the recent years of spa speakers that really hasn't played out i mean i do we look back at last year joy came as president and yes she'd yeah been with us for a few months beforehand and actually did a brilliant job but uh, you know i had a, had, a, had a tough yeah. gig to follow it um big big shoes to yes go. And yeah, well, that proves that it's not. It's essential to to have um, that prior time. You know, to think oh, I've got to be here for for years and years at the club to um to, to step into one of the roles. Because in actuality, we have we all through our own lives have acquired a a formidable armory of of experience and skills already for our everyday jobs and mm. um, through our family commitments through you know, activities and pastimes that we take um, in our spare time those have all been formative points of experience that that enable us to bring something to the table it doesn't have to be the case that yeah our experience has had to come through years of of doing your time and volunteering with toastmasters and to then kind of eke up the the ladder to the apex I mean, that's probably mm. more kind of symptomatic of, say, the district leadership positions, you know, the, the area level, division level. There, I think there certainly is an expectation that um, a uh, member 
a district leader has performed functional roles, uh, club officer roles at, at club level. But I think within the club, given the fact that there's a team of leaders you know, that make up the executive committee and there's an heritage of resources available, that that prior level of experience isn't so much mandatory. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I thoroughly agree. And there, there will be people come along and it just happens to be, they say, oh, you know, I've got this skill, you know, I've, I work in this type of job or I've done this before. And they, they really want to give that and they can see an opportunity to give that into the committee and they and they do so. Oh, brilliant. That That, that is really um, but it, that handy. But often that doesn't come around very often. And I do love the idea of, where people challenge themselves and they haven't done a role before and they can see that they want to, to sort of grow their experience and uh, abilities. Um, and they say, I know, okay, I'm going to, you know, I think I could do this or, you know, it might be that someone says to them, look, I, I can see you in that role. They might not like, perhaps it sounded like with you, Sonny, that perhaps David Thompson um, had thought, oh, you know, you, you could do this. Why don't you think about it? And just having that conversation can um, make you realise you have got the the qualities needed to just have, you know, to, to practice it and do it and through doing it, achieve it. Yeah, you're right. In, in some ways, it often takes a third party foil for us to reassess our capabilities. And for many of us, we may yeah. kind of downplay our, our, our potential. I mean, I know it was, I mean, mm. when it was suggested I should go for president, because it's kind of it's the customary pattern where the VP then, for many, at many Toastmaster clubs, then becomes a president. I'd, um, I was thinking, really? I mean, I'm not sure I can plan a kind of piss up in a brewery. It'll or plow my way out of the paper bag. It's, you, you want me to be president? <laughs> Seriously? Um, and yeah, in my mind, I was thinking of you know, Joyce and such a brilliant job and Fiona and Jazz and and to how mm. could I possibly you know live up to to their standards mm. that you know people will think I'm a fraud and you know I would be found out uh, and. I think to an, to an extent, certainly in the first couple of months, that that does play in the background. But you find your own way, you find your own pattern, hmm. you find your yes, own philosophy yeah. in, in how to to perform the role. I mean, it, um, if we look at, say, the role of presidents um, across Toastmasters, there'll be those who who are very much you know, operating a form of management that's you know, you know, delegative to others, um, will be much more consultative or democratic and dare I say that there might be some authoritarian Putins out there to, um, and, <laughs> and I think that kind of philosophy that that, that uh, temporal philosophy um, that, uh, plays out every single one of, of the club officer roles it's, that you can be hands on or you can micromanage or you can be kind of somewhat semi-detached but ultimately if you still perform the role good enough is okay yes yeah most definitely and what what a place to 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 test it out really because whilst it has a a sort of a serious nature an important nature in that it's our, our our club it's not the same as 
being in the workplace where you're um that you know there's the sort of higher management sort of um uh and th- th- there's much more at stake um uh, not in any way yeah exactly exactly and it's it's very much different it does give an opportunity to um you know to, to try out skills and like you said about different styles of um leadership about to 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 be able to have space to reflect on ones where oh i've you know i've tried to communicate something in a in a particular way or or another time recognizing no i need to be um perhaps more assertive and directive about this change we, we're going to make because uh, you know otherwise it's not going to happen and to, to try things out and, and and learn from it and yeah what, what, what um what the outcome usually is is it, it is a positive change for for all involved you know understand understanding their their, their, their strengths and limitations and the next it, step it provides a safe harbor a safe forum for trial and error and actually that if we think about the growth mindset yeah you know, growth of any sort is having the confidence mm. to to give it a go and to to embrace yeah you know, trips and uh, traipses to um, as part of that learning curve to grow into role and develop and, and become you know more proficient and, and you're right in some ways workplace yes can yeah. often deny that space for um, for almost playing with uh, skills and competencies mm. and qualities, which a you know, Toastmasters club can can provide that safer you know, playground to, to for, for for growing. Yeah. As, yes. As we come yeah. to the close of the, of the podcast, bring this back to to your time as sergeant at arms. How do you feel that you have personally developed at the end of this, um, of these uh, twelve months? That um... well, I suppose in, in brief. I mean, I've already talked about how I suppose how good I feel in contributing to the club, and that's you know, um, yeah, that that yeah, that, that that's probably um, number one about about giving back. I, Secondly, I felt really supported in the role, um, and part of that is I've strengthened sort of friendships and connections and um, understanding of how the club works. It's it's sort of somehow boosted my confidence in how I relate to other people in the club, as well as I, I think it's gone alongside my my development with speaking and listening and evaluating as well it's sort of tied into that although you wouldn't directly see the see the link but just that the contact time has mm-hmm. helped with that um i'd go on to say and haste to add here that this year you yeah. you got to the finals of the district 71 human speech contest quite possibly uh, quite possibly um uh, th- there's certainly a, a level of comfort has increased by my th- um th- yeah th- my, my i suppose my attendance at the club uh, i suppose that would yeah that that probably takes me on to um the next one which is about my co- the commitment which i was debating at first shall i shan't i do it that commitment of 
especially sergeant at arms i knew that i i need to come along pretty much every week to 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 be there to set the room up and that made me um it made me be at every meeting so i was there you know i wasn't sort of debating oh you know i've got a, a, another commitment um uh you know shall i shan't i um it, it just increased my attendance um by by having that commitment um to, to the club uh, it, and and yes yeah, so that that has probably had a knock-on effect in terms of my development and how um it's it's led to talking to more club members getting more sort of comments feedback strengthening relationships and boosting my confidence and practice time so i've um yeah this this year got to the 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 the, the finals of the the division so i yeah i was really, really chuffed about that and i think there are parallels and, and links to um certainly that yeah certainly that role yeah for me it's that area that that commitment has made me it's 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 made me turn up at times where i perhaps would find other things that i needed to do you know mm. within good reason um but it's it's increased my my attendance and investment in in the club but also my own um sort of journey with with speaking and uh and listening and, and, and you're right in, in when we talk about the idea of investment it it has I think for any club officer, they will say that that the role has strengthened their ties to the club through through a sense of duty, mm. and they've invested time and increase uh, a greater duration of time at, at any club meeting, and just by me being present at a club meeting, that has given each club officer a chance to uh, practice uh, skills from the moment that we open the doors to when we, we shut up um, and you know, switch off the lights. It, it gives them a chance to, to observe good practice, to see other speakers, to connect with other speakers. It, um, it in many ways affords an opportunity for just being more involved and the more you're involved mm. the greater the dividend you know no matter that be playing golf yeah. or tiddlywinks or backgammon or yeah or probably speaking you know if you're in the game it, if you it, if you're mm. playing the full 90 minutes then you're going to get much more out of it than just dabbling mm. yeah it just increases the that yeah, that 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 investment and yeah, I, I, I would I would you know the, the practical skills. Um, it has sort of focused my organisational skills to to a degree where I know I need to sort of come prepared for the meeting. That said, um, because of juggling um, sort of work and home life, there have been times where I, I haven't been as prepared and I've forgotten things. Uh, but being able to still fulfil a role. Um, and and not let it sort of overcome me with embarrassment or um, not taking part where, you know, I, I've kept going at times where, you know, perhaps I've forgotten to bring something along and sort of had to problem solve and, and rely and depend on others around me. And I, th I think as a, for, for me, a sergeant in arms compared to some others, um, I, I have depended on those around me. And that is a skill in itself being, being um, open to the help of others something that i've not done in the past um so well where i've tried to do everything for myself and um and become quite unwell from it um whereas to 
to, to you know take a lead on it take the responsibility but also to to depend on those to support me in terms of setting the room up and helping set it down as well um it's yeah that that has been a, a sort of a special part of and that sounds in some ways quite a surprise to you if you would think about your preconceptions on taking a club officer role and if we'd wind back say 12 months ago i'd really probably wouldn't have touched upon such a realization this notion of vulnerability that in actuality taking on a club officer role has fostered that that greater sense of vulnerability, but in doing so, it's allowed you to, um, and that's actually the same for myself as well, is to allow us to to reach out, to be more able to um, mm. to, to pull in lines of support, which ordinarily we, we might well be far too reticent to, to do. So, yes, yeah, yeah, and it's that's a positive thing. Mm. Um, skill i think so all, all in all I, I i would say that we probably both would recommend you know, a club officer role but um uh, whole, wholeheartedly i'd um yes i probably picked up a bit yeah. more gray hair than you have this yeah. year but it uh, uh <laughs> yeah most definitely uh, yeah i think looking back for myself i think certain elements of my skill set will have developed in other areas i, I think certainly just Taking on a club officer role has allowed me to be more aware or reflective of ongoing concerns and developmental needs, which I will take on forward um, from from henceforth. So I would say, mm. certainly, you know, taking a club officer role has made me wiser uh, at the very at the very least. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and. Well, I, I wouldn't sort of underestimate um, what you've achieved and who you've involved in the club. And, you know, um, for instance, the encouragement you've given me in your, in your role, we've been able to encourage committee members in our development and, our, you know, um, in a, a wide-reaching way. So... Um, I, I certainly wouldn't un- underestimate that, and sometimes you don't always you don't always get to know um, how how deep um, your your sort of influence is, and um, uh, that's the I suppose the uncomfortable part of being president, where you don't always know. But um, I can say from a personal factor, I've I've really appreciated your support and and, and guidance well, along well, the thank way. Thank you, Andy. And likewise, I mean, and I, you've been absolute rock of of support um you know i'm i'm very much uh, in your debt as as should all of our club members be it's um, uh, good job well done oh uh, likewise it's that's that's teamwork and it, it makes me it's left me after this year you know the, the proof is in the the pudding as i say that i you know i've done this um this role and i'm left now thinking you know how else can i um sort of support the committee and, and the club and that's how where I'm at now so it's it's not I'm not feeling oh, I've done this I don't want to do it anymore and I think originally I didn't think that I thought I, I'd do it for a year and then and, and then um not not be involved at all um but I don't I don't want that I want to um to keep where I'm at now I want to continue and um and, and see where I could slot into uh, another role and I guess uh, it's within the committee keeping that momentum going it um and that in, yeah, in effect yeah. is you know the active life that the uh, um the, you know, going mm. back to the to our ends idea of you know the, 
the the idea of uh, the vita activa, um, those components of labour, work, and action. And in some ways, you know, it's um, keeping that journey going enables you to uh, put in the action that makes for the, for the good life. Well, uh, mm. our uh, listeners, we come to the end of our podcast series, and I trust and hope you all stay safe. And if any of you at Spa Speakers are interested on in taking on a club officer role, give us a shout. But um, yeah, just uh, drop us a line and um, sign on the dotted line. No, um, we'll have a conversation about what you can do at the club. Right. Yeah, to Andy, uh, take care. It's been great to, to chat today about club officer roles and the, uh, the benefits of taking on a club officer position within Toastmasters. Thank you so much. Thank you too, Sonny. Thanks for inviting and, uh, me. And with that, till next time. Ciao, ciao. Thank mm-hmm. you.